Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're just here to love you up. And talk about love at work. <laughs> Yummy. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are delighted to have you today because we're going to talk about love at work which is going to get us more ease, meaning, and joy for mm-hmm. women at work. Mm-hmm. We're here on the lands of the Lummi and Nooksack people. It's a beautiful day, and it's just after Valentine's, Yeah, which was one of the inspirations for Let's Talk About Love at Work. Yeah, and we're going to clarify this a bunch. I was just saying to you, Kirsten, as you know, because you were here <laughs> I was when here. I was talking. I was here when you said it. <laughs> this is not about... That kind of love. We've already talked about how you just... Well, this just, is not about like... This is not romance. Romance. We're not talking about it. Mm-hmm. We already did. We can, It was a very short episode. We just decided it was a bad idea. Move forward. Bad just get, idea. Just move on. Get a Which new job. Which was really contrary to all the data. I know. I still feel bad about that. I'm sorry. Whatever. It's not good. But here's, the, here's my favorite Valentine's Day story. And it wasn't this year because the very first Valentine's Day Barry and I ever spent together... Some thirty odd decades ago, he, uh, I was, I was all pumped up about it. I thought it was just going to be the greatest thing ever. Here, I've like met my soulmate. We're living together now, and he's gonna just shower me with love. I woke up the, in the morning and made him like a heart shaped giant cookie, and I had just like really decided I was laying, gonna lay it on thick. It's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day, and I was in my twenties, of course, right. Now, and and to rewind a teeny bit, the whole lead up to Valentine's Day, Barry had been talking to me about this dead plant that he found in the dumpster that he was nursing back to health in. Which, by the way, I hate that. As an aside. Right. Something is not thriving, you know, after a short period of time. (laughs) No nursing. So he was nursing it back to health at his office. And I was like. Please don't bring that dead plant home. You don't know what exactly. it died from. It's going to infect all of my other plants with mites or whatever, spider mites. We don't Even, want that. I do not want that. So what did I get on Valentine's Day? You got the plant. I got the dead flipping plant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's what I got. It was like, and and that is the, that was the last time we, I tried to celebrate Valentine's Day. So you just let it go. I was like, well, this is not going to go well from here on out. You know, I've always found the the hype around Valentine's day to be so painful Mm -hmm. like that. Like there's this kind of like, what's the hype, but I have really, I had a client many years ago who was obsessed with Valentine's day. It was like her thing. Like some people have a Christmas thing or whatever. She just had this thing where she just loved everybody on Valentine's. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that this was, this was a long time ago. And I was like, she brought me something for Valentine's day. And I was like, this is so fun mm. i'm doing this so now i'm big on valentine's day like my kids get valentine's day presents my mom my sister i don't give my husband anything <laughs> i don't yeah well there you go well my my husband doesn't give me anything either and i love him but i'm not I mean, it's not a big deal for if that is not where we find intimacy in our relationship is valentine's yeah, day. yeah exactly i will say the same for me and barry if i didn't make that clear already it, it was just like oh well <laughs> poor barry Whoops. barry Barry's so good usually. He really, you know. I mean, the guy is a sweetheart, but don't ask really him. Is. Do not force Bad idea. him. Do not force him to tell me he, that he loves me at a specific day, at a, spe- at a specific time. He will not do it. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, regardless of all of that, one should love. No, I was going to say love their work, but that's not what we're talking about. Not really. Not really. Okay, so loving your work is certainly 
part of this, no question. But this episode is really more about bringing love to the work that you do. Right. Which is a, an interesting and nuanced distinction. It is. And at the end of this episode, dear listener, you will be a pro. Karina will be a pro. I will be a pro. I'm still having to remind myself. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of listening She's on like, this what episode. What are we talking about again? Um, so this kind of caught in my brain when we were doing the happierness episode uh, with Albert Brooks and Oprah and all of their great work around happierness everywhere. But mm-hmm. sometimes, but a bit at work too, and one of the things that was that they were talking about was this concept of doing your work with love yeah. and excellence, with love. And I was like, "Wow, what does that really mean mm-hmm. to do your work with love?" Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You also have this peak. This has been peaked for you for a while. I don't know if that sentence came together very well, but remember when you were also watching a panel of women leaders talking and they talked about leading with love. Leading with love. Which was a, we, yeah. When our mayoral candidate gave her stump speech, she yeah. talked about leading with love. Yeah. And so this concept of leading with love, you're right, has been percolating in my mind. Mm-hmm. And this Brooke's idea of, bringing love to your work yeah right I was like well this is really for some reason really resonating with me and I thought well Valentine's Day is a stinking good time to do it yeah exactly it's all about the loving yeah so turns out you should have brought your workplace a dead plant (laughs) (laughs) or at least some flowers and chocolates yeah let's get back to Brooks yeah let's get back to back to Brooks so yeah as with all things you then did it I did dissertation on this thing i just i sat down and i would just started googling and looking for things and of course i got a lot of stuff about romance yeah i got a lot of stuff about you know needing to love your work which we're going to touch on for sure because that's part of love at work but of course i got right back to albert brooks yeah there's just a few people who seem to be writing about this and thinking about this. And this is not a data-driven show like most of our shows are. It's a thought-driven show. This is a thought-driven show. But, and he, an idea-driven yeah, show. Yeah, he, he has an entire podcast dedicated to love. Not just at work, but dedicated to living your life with, with love. love. I mean, mm-hmm. he is really... He's hammering digging this, deep in love. I was going to say hammering this drum. Ba- pang, banging banging this drum. Yeah. And he, ref- yeah, so I'm going to just stop because you got a lot you want to say. I ha- about well, I don't know if I have a lot I want to say, but I think I have, like, there's just some things that were compelling to me yeah. when I was reading and thinking about this. And so his Albert Brooks has this great article in The Atlantic, which I really loved. And he first calls out that line from the Cahill, Cahill Gibran, the yeah. poet. And I've heard this line over and over again. And at every time I see it, it is like a huge like spotlight of energy and joy for me. Work is love made visible. Mm-hmm. It's this beautiful like manifestation of how we live in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Our work, whether we make dinner or we type memos or we whatever we do. Right. Like yeah. work is love made visible Mm -hmm. so i just think to myself if that's where we're starting i'm in man i'm so in on this i'm so in you are do you need to take a deep breath breath about about love at work right yeah 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 and so i mean it's interesting brooks of course digs into this a little bit more 
than Kirsten, who just is like, yeah, that's it. You got it. No, <laughs> Brooke says that um, you are, we are, as humans, made to love. And mm-hmm. our work, no matter what it is, is just a way, another way for us to express our love. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, he says, like, you know, being ambitious, being hardworking. It's not that that doesn't matter. Of course it all matters. It's just that we need to also bring this heart Heartful. full of love. And yeah. sometimes and what he would say is those other things, they're sure good, but they don't really matter unless, yeah. unless. you bring the love, right? Yeah. Unless yeah. you bring the love, which I just... Love. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit later about really how, what the different kinds of love and how this shows up because there are some very practical and, and, uh, clear i was gonna say observable like you th- you can tell you there are things that you can do and you can see when other people are doing them mm-hmm. that really is this mm-hmm. manifestation of, lo- of love of bringing love to their work to the doing work. their work with love he talks a little bit more about work loving at work taking the form of serving others mm-hmm. and um we which talked, i think is the core yeah and we talked about that in our happierness episode mm-hmm. too, right? Yes. It's not just that every single person out there is doing some sort of service job. I mean, a job where you're in service of other people, i.e. teachers, nurses, social Doctors. service, mm-hmm. uh, you know, organizations. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny is I said nurses and it wasn't a gender thing. Like I didn't say nurses versus doctors. It wasn't a gender thing. It's because I think of nurses as so much more caring. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Hmm. I think a lot of people would agree with you. I think of nurses as as in service, like really mm-hmm. doing their work from a service perspective. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Okay, I'm going to have to think that one through. Sorry, sisters uh, who are in the medical field. Um, or Just who, a side the, note. who are doctors. Just a side, side note. note. Yeah. But this whole notion of service and serving, service doesn't just mean those vocations. It also means you serving your coworkers, mm-hmm. serving your, your family, customers. your customers, et cetera. And mm-hmm. serving the work that you do. Like yeah. part of Brooks's thing is bringing excellence to your work. Yeah. You know, you love what you do. So you want to do it in an excellent way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's interesting when I was trying to get my head around, this isn't love your job. It's do your job with love. What really, what do we mean? Obviously I read a lot of the same things you did. And the one thing that jumped out at me was this uh quote by marcus buckingham who you know i love i was actually toting his book around the other day yeah you're always talking about i was that waving thing. it you should nine see all lies, the sticky notes nine yeah, lies nine lies. i've seen your sticky note book yeah, yeah. ashley Goodall. i have this book and i keep trying to read it because i know how much you love it but it's still on my shelf friend. no i can't get over it i'm gonna do it so buckingham says we know we know when we're doing something with love because our it, it, it feels a certain way Right. We've all been in love. We've been starry eyed in love and we know it's dysregulating and it's exciting and joyful and and creative and all you're all Twitter pated to you're quote, all Twitter pated to quote a friend of mine. And if you bring that to your job, if you bring that kind Even of just the whiff yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Of that openness, that hopefulness that opportunity yeah, right yes. that way our brain feels on love yes yeah that you are also bringing more creativity more innovation more happiness more joy more 
all of the things that we want. And that did make a lot of sense to me. He also countered it um, by talking about if you don't, right, if you're spending 40 or 50 hours over here schlepping it just to get through, that's a really bad calculation for you because you're not only getting, you're, you're not getting all of those beautiful, wonderful, yummy things mm-hmm. that are right there. Yeah. With a certain mindset. Yeah. He says that if you, he says, look at the most, the most successful people, they love what they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that for those who don't have some kind of love at work, he, yeah, he says it's a bad calculus because you're bringing all of that non-loving into the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Into the home life, into whatever. Yeah. So this idea that I'm just going to suck it up so I can do this here right? Then I'm going to go home and do whatever. He would say, boy, that's probably not a great long-term plan. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the podcasts that I listened to in, um, before this, you know, they're talking about, and it's all great if you can get it. It's worth investing the time and energy to bring love to work and find the work that you love. And not a lot of people do. And because really love comes from within us. Yeah. So it's something we create, we generate, right? Yeah. It's different than like, huh. like I've often said, like, there's people in my life that I love. Mm-hmm. I love them. I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. Right? And I feel like for me, like is a choice. Like, like I'm sorry, like is not a choice. Like, I either like cantaloupe or I don't like cantaloupe. Yeah. Right? It's same with people. I either like people or I don't like people. But for me, love is something I feel like I have a lot of choice around. Huh. So, anyway. Can I tell just a brief story about tell that? Tell a brief story about that. I remember a long that. time ago I worked with a particularly prickly coworker. And and she was she she was really hard to work with. Everybody agreed she was hard to work with, and we talked a lot about strategies to get through the workday because she was just so darn prickly. This was a long time ago, and um, I remember somebody saying to me, "You know, the only way I can get through it is if I picture her as a tiny baby." Who's oh. just who just needs to be cared for? Oh, that's so sweet. And I remember thinking, I get that's kind of. I don't mean to be, you know, it wasn't condescending. No. It was like, okay, that was it. That was like, that was the brain shift that had to happen for us to be compassionate and bring love to this situation, this work situation, rather than all of the other emotions mm-hmm. that we were feeling at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. Yes. It's absolutely what we're talking about. The, I'm going to say one more thing that Marcus Buckingham said. You find him, she, you do, you find him far more compelling than I do. Like, I can't listen to his podcasts, really, his talking. Oh, for I, some, I don't even think I've heard Buckingham He's too Buckingham fast talk. for me or something. Anyway, whatever. I listened to a podcast on love that he did, which was very, which was very interesting. My takeaway from that, though, was that frequency trumps intensity Mm. right Mm -hmm. so it's like like 15 minute weekly check-ins are way better than a day-long retreat once a year yeah Yeah. right so if you take the whatever the two day whatever so that idea of frequency yes over intensity which is a big relief to me doesn't have to be some big deal no right just has to be a touch just touch in just dip in yes check in just you know little shower rain of love yes yes Yes. Mm -hmm. expressions of kindness and it's not a big deal it's not a big deal go ahead so one of the i think one of the articles that i read that really kind of started to formulate my thinking around this was this article by dr rob 
Bob Rosen, Rob Bozen, sorry, it's really <laughs> Bob Rosen in Psychology Today. And he talks about the different kinds of love at mm-hmm. work, right? Mm-hmm. How how does work, how, how does love express itself at work? And the first one he talks about is love of purpose. Yeah. Like just, you know, love it when you when you love your purpose, of course we know that you're we've talked about purpose a lot in yep. this show yeah. all the time, yep. right? Because it's really a big part of meaning in your work, yep. which has been a you know one of the one of the top three topics, right? Exactly among ease, meaning, and joy. <laughs> anyway, so he says is that when we love what we're doing, like the purpose of our in service to, yeah, that that is one of the big kinds of love. Yeah, and I was trying to think about okay, how do I how do I do this? What what's what is this? What does this look like on a practical level? Mm-hmm. And I think this adopting a service mindset and really thinking about, like you said, like really trying to tackle what am I in service of? This is this is the key. And unless somebody he he, he writes, unless your job is rolling cigarettes and selling them to children, <laughs> you're probably contributing something positive uh-huh. to something greater than uh-huh. yourself. You can do this. I was recently in a meeting with somebody and I was like, you, what's your vision? What is the purpose? Why are we doing all of this work? And, and he kind of looked at me like shit, shit. Yeah. And I was like, exactly. You got to figure this out. You have to figure out the why. You have to yeah. figure out the mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. And when when you do, you'll feel more connected, more willing to do the hard stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because it's not about you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about this larger purpose that you are serving. Um, I lost my train of thought that is i think that you concluded your train of thought beautifully why thank you yeah so yeah that is love of purpose you can also have and i this is big for me love of accomplishment Mm -hmm. like i love checking the boxes i love drafting a document that i send out for review and nobody has any revisions to it you know just (laughs) really getting it right it just feels really good like when a client gets a problem solved i just feel really good about that accomplishment i that feeling for me feels like being in love Oh. oh it's just delicious and yummy yeah you know, I love the, I love solving a problem. I think that's the same that's thing. That's the same thing. That is the same thing. Right? You do love solving a problem. I love solving a problem mm-hmm. or a puzzle. I love mm-hmm. solving a puzzle. Not the puzzle in the, like a, yeah, like I, I love solving a complex problem or a puzzle that has a bu- bunch of different elements. elements. And I also think that you love finding out what you don't know. Yeah. Like there's something missing here. Like something is happening because of this. So why is it happening? Yeah. I've watched you find that thing before. Oh, that's a fun <laughs> one to watch. Yeah. I've loved watching you love that. And it's this and that is that does feel like an accomplishment to me. Like I'm oh, like, for sure. That's the big box I get to check. Yes. Like, oh, yes. Figured that one out. Oh, I figured out why they're all doing this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I'm going to say one of the things I'm accompli- loving accomplishing is remember my word of the day bold. Yes. Bold. I've come home almost every day going, well, I was bold today. And that is also an accomplishment. Like I just am finding ways you have set a goal. Yeah. And you are achieving it. Exactly. Yeah. Much to the delight of all of those around me. <laughs> Accomplishment. I think they yeah. like it. Yes. <laughs> um, this author also mentions love of coworkers and others with whom we do our work. Mm-hmm. Which I love that. I love a sentence that's that's formulated. Grammatically. Grammatically correct. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. 
And I have worked in places where I love my coworkers and I've worked in places I haven't. I think that's one of the reasons why this show is so delightful. I love you. I love you too. It's so fun to hang out. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. It's a really good work. Mm -hmm. And even the research behind it and the kind of some of the chores around this, it's great because I'm sharing it with you eventually. Yeah. And I, but I think though that these relationships, it's not like you just show up and you love everybody, right? Yeah. In order to be connected to and to have love of your coworkers, there has to be like, you know, you have to have empathy. You've got to figure out how to forgive each other because stuff happens. Yeah. People are short. People say things, you know, things don't go as they should. Yeah. And we just, there is this, when we can bring love, that's when I think we bring the other positive emotions like forgiveness and grace and empathy and compassion mm-hmm. and patience and problem solving and all of those other things. Right. And we know the power of um, being generous and having that shift your mindset mm-hmm. and thinking and, you know, not not in a reciprocal kind of way, but in a just finding ways to be to, in an expression, to, of, in an generosity. expression of generosity changes how you think about your, the people around you mm-hmm. and how they think about you, frankly. Um, and and I think that goes hand in hand with also showing compassion, right? Loving your coworkers also means, like you said, recognizing the shit happens and we're going to give you, we're going to give each other grace. We're going to show compassion, et cetera. And I think we've had those moments in this work that we do together of saying, I'm sorry, or I didn't like the way that went, or I want to check in about that. Right. Having the ability to be bold, Mm. to trust Mm -hmm. the other person, to be able to check in and to resolve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's that, that is also like, that's, that's bringing love to your coworkers. Yeah. And yourself, which is the other, you know, way that this manifests, right? Mm-hmm. Love at work is love yourself. We know this. If we do not love ourselves in a fundamental way, yeah. it's really hard for us to love anything else. Like yeah. what we're feeling inside so often expresses itself outside of ourselves. Yeah. And if we don't kind of have all of ourselves, you know, God, if we don't love ourselves, it's really hard to show up as our full self to be there for other people, to be able to express all of that energy that is love mm-hmm. when we're hiding, when we're ashamed, mm-hmm. when we're in blame or resentment. Or we don't feel like we belong. Or we don't feel like we belong. All of those things. Yeah, this one, uh, I love the author wrote, loving yourself allows you to be confident and humble and generous and grateful. And I found that to be completely true. Mm-hmm. I love it. It really resonates, doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah. did like that. Yeah. And then, of course, there is this love, how you do your job. Love mm-hmm. love your work. You know. So this was one that he did not put in. And I... Oh, you put it in. I put it in. Because this was my kind of thing, like, mm. which is, to me, the kind of nugget in this episode, which is the way I talk to my clients mm-hmm. the way I talk to other lawyers to my coworkers, like loving how I am in this relationship or this engagement honestly it's weird sometimes but when I'm drafting and I've got this little puzzle going where I'm putting things and fixing things and yeah. seeing how they work there's also this love of the process mm. like people who love digging in the dirt right yeah people who love hammering People who love like um, 
I don't know, teaching or whatever it is, right? The actual physical process Mm -hmm. and how it feels in my brain and my body when I do it. Yeah. So I, that is a really important for me Mm -hmm. in how love gets expressed at work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's the part of this that was really gripping to me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is the part in my research where I was like, wow. Okay. So there is this army colonel. His name is Joe Riccardi. Ricciardi. 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 Got an I in there. Ricciardi. And this is back in 2000. And he was getting ready to go over to Afghanistan with a team of 2,000 soldiers Mm -hmm. whose job was to clear those IEDs from the roads. Yep. Super dangerous. Explosive devices. Yep. Explosive devices. Improvised explosive devices, which Mm. I think is just like shit people make up. Yeah. The stuff they put together. Yeah. Exactly. It's like improv, only and with explosives. Exactly. It is improv explosives, Korean. <laughs> that's exactly right. So as he was getting ready to prepare his soldiers to do this really hard work, he was talking to this general and getting advice from him. And the general said to him this wonderful thing. He said, just love your soldiers. Yeah. Just love your soldiers. Okay, yep. so this is happening in the army. In a conversation between a colonel and a general, just love your sh- your mm-hmm. soldiers. Yeah, and Ricciardi really took that to heart, and he did what he he expressed that with these soldiers in the field, and he became so engaged in this idea of leadership and loving your soldiers as a form of like leadership that he came back home and he earned his PhD yeah. in values driven leadership. And he has done a bunch of research and work about what it means to love your soldiers, mm-hmm. right? To love those around you. And it's interesting. And in, love and leadership. And right? love and leadership. Yeah. Fundamentally love and leadership. Fun, fun, because that's yeah. what we're doing when we're that's what that's what he was doing. And that's what we're doing with our coworkers or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's so interesting about this though, because when I was researching this the first thing i did was to pull out the brene brown book on emotions because i think she did that wonderful book that's sure. of all yeah. these emotions what does she have to say about love and i was like man doesn't have a whole lot to say yeah like she quotes bell hooks she quotes i think her mentor Fredrickson or fredericksburg and and she's like wow i don't even know if scientists can do this basically like this is just a really big thing but this dr ricciardi I really felt like when he, his research led him to these three things okay. that what is love at work look like? And he says it's intimacy, it's knowing and caring about the personal lives of your team members, your clients, your coworkers, your colleagues. So intimacy, like yeah. being willing to reveal. In, in, in um, authentic and appropriate ways, mm-hmm. right? But yep. to reveal. Yep, right? to reveal. To show ourselves. Yep. And to I, show ourselves and to see and others. And to see others. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. to, and to be curious about others. And then the other piece of that, too, is like that's that whole thing about intimacy is when you reveal, you have to trust. Yeah. So we talked about trust a little bit um, when we talked about those other kinds of love in the workplace. You've yeah. got to have these. You have to have trust, right? Yeah. Okay. So number two is is my favorite because yeah. I think it 
is a descriptor of the love as we think of, of love as we think about it conventionally, which is passion. Mm-hmm. Right. So passion, he describes it as this positive energy that we bring to our work and to the organization, to its mission, to its values, and to what we do for clients, customers, colleagues, coworkers, everybody. So I love the idea that there is that he passion. It's yeah. just energy. Yeah. Right. And we think about passion in love, mm-hmm. but we can express it in this other way as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, then, yeah, you, know, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the third one is commitment, mm-hmm. right? Which is this dedication to this, to the well-being of others and to the shared task, doing your job well, not letting others down, etc. Which again, it's interesting, this, this twist, it's a twist and a parallel at the same time between the conventional romantic love yes. that we think about, yeah. right? Lo- how we yeah. love our children. Intimacy, passion, and commitment yes. with your husband mm-hmm. or partner or wife is different, but parallel, like you said, to yes. this workplace. Yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And I do really think that love is a choice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We have a choice. If we want to love at work, yeah, right, to bring those elements of intimacy, passion, commitment to the everybody that we come into contact with and understanding that the way we actually perform the tasks of our day is an expression of love. That's right. And yes. That we then have- somebody else receives. Right. Ha. Happy stinking Valentine's Day. Yeah, we get to choose whether we are going to make our love visible Mm -hmm. through our work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to do that? It's a hell of a lot better than what Barry did for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on that note. Great subject, friend. Happy Valentine's Day, Happy Valentine's Day, listeners. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.